back, everybody, to another episode of Crew 3. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hi. Hey. Hey, what's up? All right, what do you guys think? We've got some new paint on the walls. We're looking a little more fancy, right? We've got some other cool, exciting stuff coming down the pipeline we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, hot new logo. Hot new logo. Although you Same guys, unattractive crew members. I missed the hat. You guys wouldn't let me have the hat. Or specifically, Chris wouldn't let me have the hat. Yep. So I think uh, I'll, I'll post up the one with the hat. Uh, even though we don't have the rights to the nice version of that, but we have the grainy uh, test photo of the one with the hat. Uh, but yeah, I, we're talking about, of course, our new logo. Our, yeah, uh, I do miss the one that had the hat on it. It was pretty ridiculous. But, you know, I do like that they gave us a top hat because I said one of our inspirations was Magic the Gathering. Uh, all right, so, uh, you know, a little bit more news than yet last week, but still not a whole lot going on uh, because it seems like Wizards of the Coast forgot that uh, it was Pioneer Weekend last weekend. Uh, if you yeah. saw on Twitter, you know, I tweeted out. Actually, I feel bad because I totally meant to mention this last week on the podcast. Uh, but even I forgot until like a couple days before to mention it. So essentially. They did no advertising for it. Yeah, they did like, nothing. You guys remember game days, right? And then how they yeah. became store championships. And then we got draft weekend and all like, you know, advertising kind of went downhill. But it was still cool. There's still some cool stuff going on, right? Extra promos or whatnot. So when they, right. when they said, hey, this is going to be Pioneer Weekend. I got excited because I was like, oh, cool. Like, are we going to get a special Pioneer promo? You know, I wasn't expecting the mats anymore because we kind of got rid of that, right? But I was like, oh, cool Pioneer promo maybe. Uh, well, guess what? There was only a post on WPN. It was like a paragraph long. And yeah. then the mothership said nothing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I tweeted out that I was going to try and hit up four stores. And uh, I went to one. And the store owner, like, gave me this look of, like, what the heck am I talking about? Right. I grabbed some Dairy Queen and went to the next store, and we had a Obviously. we had a pretty solid turnout. Uh, I played Band Spirits of both of these, by the way, but we'll get back to that. And then I had two more stores to go to the next day, because this is on Saturday. So Sunday I get up, I wait until the store, the, the first store is open for a little while, and I call them up. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I see you guys have the event listed, uh, but I don't have a start time, you know. Uh, what time are you guys going to start? And I tried calling these people like three times never a single answer on the phone i messaged them on facebook two days before not a single reply so then luckily mm-hmm. i went to another store actually a pretty good store there and we had another you know a smallish turnout because again people were just walking in for the regular weeklies and they're like oh there's a special thing this weekend right who knew that yeah so um because i mean like here's, here's the thing right store owners weren't even given like extra promo packs to give away they were just told no yeah use yep. what you already have mm-hmm so yeah. did you guys get a chance to go Pioneer Weekend it up? I went to a Pioneer Weekend. I asked the TO if it was Pioneer Weekend. They said yes. I said, uh, does that mean there's extra stuff? They said, uh, no, there's nothing extra. It's just Pioneer Weekend. That, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Just the thing that we're running already. Yep. Yeah, said, yep. That's not been at my store. I stopped by after it started. We ended up um, playing some uh, Magic Online earlier in the day, and then I had some stuff to do. So, Well, I didn't partake in um, Pioneer Weekend, I guess as it's called. The, the store that I stopped by was like, yeah, I mean, we already ran Pioneer every weekend anyway, and they didn't give us anything extra. They just told us to give away some extra promos. Yeah, I so, think the, uh, the second... Pretty underwhelming. The second store I got to play at on Sunday, uh, they didn't give anything extra away, but the first store I went to, they just like, essentially, hey, if you played, you got a promo, like a regular promo pack, because I, I think like just throughout the week, they don't have a whole lot of turnout. But like, Pioneer is actually this one of the store's like biggest turnouts of the week. Mm-hmm. So they just gave everyone a promo pack, and then... Uh, First and second place got a premium promo, and my premium promo pack was garbage. 
you know, because nice. I've never opened a good premium promo pack. I think all the regular promo packs are actually better than the premium ones. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never opened a good premium promo pack. Ricky gets all your luck. Ricky gets all I my open, luck. I open only the best. Yeah. Uh, the double Oro last weekend. But that was, was uh, that was a regular promo pack, though, wasn't it? It was a regular promo See? pack, but I mean... See? Um, yeah. No justice. But anyway, I, you know, I, got to, I got some good reps in with Bad Spirits. Uh, what can I say? I love playing some tempo and Bad Spirits. When your opponent doesn't have Hushbringer, does a lot of work. Yeah. Did uh, you saying that because maybe one of your opponents did have Hushbringer? Is that what we're saying? Here? <laughs> yeah. So the second, so uh, the first event I went to again, both of these were just three rounds, quick in and out, which is fine because I had a bit of a commute for each of these. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one I played against um, Esper Control, mm-hmm. and uh, I tell you what, Spell Queller is a hell of a drug. Yep. Uh, I played against Aetherworks Marvel, and I tell you what, Spell Queller is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. And then I played against Heliod combo, but it was like a almost mono green that was just trying to force the combo as early as possible. Yeah. And uh, can you guess what I'm about to say? I have no idea. Spell Queller's a hell of a drug. You save 15 by. Oh, oh okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Also, also Mausoleum Wander is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I friggin. And then uh, the second that I went to, yeah, I played against round one. I played against uh, somebody who was on a. It reminded a lot of Mardu vehicles from that standard. But it was just mm-hmm. kind of like actually Jeskai, and I think it was Splashing Blue Jesper and Soul. It was like white red vehicles with just a bunch okay. of like in Soul deck, right? Splashing Blue Jesper and Soul. But I was playing, nice. uh, what's the one drop Toolcraft Exemplar? Yeah, that's the white, the one mana white one. Yeah. And, the three one? Yeah. And uh, game two, we're, we're talking about sideboarding. He's like, oh, you know, I just kind of borrow decks from everyone. I just sort of, you know, I play Magic and I just kind of borrow whatever anyone has. And he's like, so I didn't really know the matchup. But I boarded in these, and he just shows me, like, a bunch of Hushbringers. And he had turned two Hushbringer, both our games, two and three. And cool. he's like, I just thought that was a good card to bring in this match. I'm like, yes, that's, that's, pretty, pretty, good. that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Uh, then I played against, uh, is a mono-red variant? And then another Marvel player who was playing instead, he was actually mainboarding Golos. And I actually like Golos a lot. Over Aetherworks Marvel, honestly, because I've seen so many people whiff on Marvel, and I've seen just if your opponent's on a Teferi, like you just can't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So I think actually playing Golos there was a pretty good play, and he, I think he had like a split of them, but I think you know, I think if you want to play Marvel people, uh, you're already gonna play like Aether Hubs and stuff like that, so you're gonna have the lands to make five colors. So maybe think about playing some Golos in there. Oh, there you go. Constructive thought. Yeah. So Ricky, yep. what did you, what did you get to do? Uh, so I went to Pioneer Weekend. I brought uh, one quotes, of my friends. Pioneer Weekend. Uh, I brought one of my friends, a one Ian Khan, who has not oh, played uh, Constructed Magic in forever. The and legendary Ian Khan. Writer of Skyfall? Yeah, Writer of Skyfall. You know him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I gave him Mono Red Dragons. <laughs> oh, please tell why? me he just crushed this, or did you just yeah, crush his soul? Please. I decided to play my favorite deck, Phoenix, because yeah. I love Phoenix. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, we got paired round one. He stomped me 2-0. <laughs> Absolutely obliterated Just, my face. Justice for yes. dragons. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I made a lot of changes to the dragons deck. It has less dragons. Uh, <laughs> mostly uh, no dragon egg. I think in game two, um, I swung with an Awoken Horror, and he had uh, four cards in hand, and he's just like, um, show you Glorybringer, cast um, 
the three mana to or two three damage to a creature, three to your face if you have a dragon uh, in my like hand. Roar the dragon or something like that. Yeah, draconic roar. Draconic roar. Yeah. Uh, he, he shows he shows me three draconic roars, <laughs> and I just <laughs> take nine, and he yeah. just like untap draws. He's like, Glorybringer swing for four. I'm like, yeah, I go to four. Yeah. He just like, uh, kill your Glorybringer with a Chandra. Go. He just draws. He's like, oh. Glorybringer, swing for four. <laughs> Does it bring That's back the standard Ricky of just Glorybringer and Hazret just winning the game for you? I, uh, it does. At the same time, uh, it was it was great. I was happy to lose there, and then my round two, I lost game one uh, to Budget Boggles. Nice. Oh, your own brew? He watched. <laughs> my, he watched my, the professor my, video. My own, and, uh, my own written video. Hoisted yeah. by the guitar. Uh, but I, I did manage to come back. Uh, siding in two more thing in the ice generally uh, is what we need to do against that deck. And, did, you, uh, did you humble brag? You know I wrote this video. I did not, actually. It should have been I like, oh, I, the guy who wrote that's pretty pretty cool guy, don't you think? It's pretty sweet I should have done that, actually. I, I, I do enjoy indirectly bragging. Yeah. There oh, you we, go. We're well aware. Um, yeah. And then uh, proceeded to win the rest of my games after uh, that game won and uh, like pick up third. And Ian ended up losing the rest of his games, oh, unfortunately, uh, dragging my breakers through the mud. <laughs> yeah. One day, yeah. mono red dragons will fly high again. That's right. I think the deck is not awful because I think that with four Bone Crusher Giant and four Glorybringer, you two can just win things. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, what about I'm... like Thunderbreak Region? Is that playing that? That it is, and Thunderbreak Region's a house. Mm-hmm. It just like it's the point where it's just like if you have removal spells, you're just gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. Sounds all right. So, all right, then Chris, I need you mentioned it. We were playing some uh, MTGO Magic the Gathering online. Why don't you Why don't yeah. you lay it down for the people what was going on there? I mean, give, we'll, give we'll do a, a quick uh, a, a little less in depth because we are we are we may be talking about some of these uh, things and some video content coming to you guys soon. But the first thing we tried out was a um, a mono white devotion that splashed green for Collected Company, mm-hmm. and um, let me tell you something that deck slaps. The deck does slap. Uh, that deck, uh, sub- we lost Daxos, essentially, and we picked up Thalia's Lieutenant, and we're playing Collected Company. So we lose one extra way to uh, get our combo, but that deck beats down so much harder. We play a couple more humans that I can't remember right now, but a lot of the cards you were playing anyway really were like Banal- humans. Marshall and Thalia's Lieutenant are like the big ones, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Banalish Marshall I've seen in there already yeah, anyway. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a pretty common I mean, one. Thalia's Lieutenant's um, like the big playing- difference. It is, Thalia's Lieutenant is really the big difference. So we pretty much stomped everybody we played with that. We were just playing in some practice cues we, just to kind of get yeah, uh, used to the motor we didn't interface. Get, uh, we didn't hit Breach or Inverter, but like we had a really good game against Band Spirits. Yeah, we, we had some really solid games. We beat some Croxus strategies. Man, I had, the best, I had the best call out ever. Tell Ricky what happened. Ruckman had the reads on the opponent. Ruckman was like, opponent hasn't played, has uh, kind of played a little funky of a, of a style. Like he thinks like they're saving a discard spell. That's non-targeted until we discard down, and I was like, "That's a smart idea. Yeah, let's play. Let's play around it. We might as well." So sure enough, they untap and play because, because we and had collected company and like a dude in hand. Yeah, exactly. We really wanted to play that Coco, so that uh, was definitely game winning there. So um, we'll see if we can get that Just list out to you guys, but but pretty hot. The other list we played, we're actually going to come back to for sure, and that was a red black Croxa inspired by our listener JD last week. Um, it basically is kind of a, it's a different take. It's a Nightmare Shepherd list, essentially. And I wanted to splash some red for some steel effects. 
And the idea was we're going to steal their creature and then sacrifice it to a witch's oven or, you know, whatever else we, we can do. So AR, that's right. AR is a card we had. I tell in you here. what, the amount of people that I think we upset by how many times we replayed cat. Yeah. And also yeah, we learned that there's a lot of, uh, murderous writer, yeah, not the best card. Your opponent's murderous writer is pretty hilarious. Yeah. That all of a sudden they're like, wait, where did my card go? And, uh, yeah, so we had a lot of success. We did lose a couple games, but we definitely won most of our games on those. And I think the, you know, the uh, mono white's a little more competitive, but the red black, in my opinion, is just, yeah, it's mono kind of baby brew. So it was, it was a lot of, uh, a lot again, of fun. Again, we, in, and in the, both of those, we never, we never hit breach or, uh, or inverter. And I don't think those decks no. would be great against it, but, uh, you know, we're just really trying stuff out because, uh, you know, format's healthy right now, right? Uh, and we're doing really good right now and nothing should happen to Demir inverter or, uh, breach from underworld definitely i mean you know those things aside it's definitely a fun format to brew in because it's so new so regardless of like you know whether or not you want to show up to a big time tournament i think there's a lot of opportunity to bring stuff to your to your lgs as we're talking about and uh and have some fun no i definitely think both of the decks we've played because i i in the stores that i managed to go to even not like even i just didn't get to play against right like even just talking just to people to sort of traveling around the the greater houston area Mm-hmm. Not many people in the local stores are actually playing Inverter or Breach because they just kind of don't want to be part of that uh, that lifestyle, if you will. Sure. Everyone's still just kind of sticking it out and brewing and things like that. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're just looking for some fun uh, things to play at your locals, there's still plenty of life to have in this format. That's for sure. I think that concludes our uh, our weekend All magic. Right. Let's look at the I did happenings. See, I do want to really quickly um, yeah. the event that I went to the Pioneer Weekend. It was won by green white one one counters. That's awesome. Uh, like servant of the scale. Uh-huh. Like mm-hmm. walking ballista, scoos, Watley's raptor. Watley raptor. Yep. Watley's raptor. Um, is that an fable... intro pack card? It is. It is not actually. It's a. Uh, it's a two drop two three vigilance that comes into play and proliferates. Oh okay. That's right. I was, um, I, was th- I was looking at a deck like this and I wanted to play that card. Fabled hero. Ooh, I like Fable Hero. Uh, he's playing like the the one mana give a creature plus two plus two and hexproof for the turn. He's playing Heroic Interventions Boss Main. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing Dromoka's Command. Um, Are we Gird for battle? I, he was not playing Gird. He just yeah, played a bunch of creatures things. that naturally had counters okay. and wolf with them. We playing uh, Hardened Scales here? Uh, he was not playing Hardened Scales, actually. I asked him. No. He was just like, uh, he was just really liked the uh, idea of just creatures that had counters already built into them. Yeah, I I'll tell you, Servant of the Scale is a card I've actually looked a lot at because it's like a it's like a half power Arcbound Ravager. It gives its counters. So yeah. I thought that was pretty hot. Was he um, playing? Uh, what's the one drop from uh, Aether or Greenwheel Liberator? Is that the one? The Revolt guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he was not. Mm. It's harder to revolt without sh- fetches. That's fair. Yeah. But no, fair he was just like. Yeah, the fabled fabled hero, and then it's just like uh, Dromokas command my fabled hero twice and swing for eight. Nice. And it's just like, uh, okay. He's like, are you tapped out? Then I'm gonna blossoming defense and just make it another six. Wow. Just die on turn four. That sounds about right. All right. It was pretty hot. I I, uh, I don't I don't know if I recommend it, but it was Does sweet. It slap Ricky. It slapped. Oh, all right. That's a good, it definitely uh, slapped. What what kind of slap rating would you give it? Um, a perfect six out of nine slaps. A nice. perfect six out of nine slaps. Wow, we don't wow. get those very Doesn't often. Get better than that. Um, yeah, like I mean, he beat Lotus Breach in the finals. All right, I'll put some respect on that. 
Yeah, just brought in four scoozes and was just eating everything he could. <laughs> All right, so let's kick it over to the Star City Games events this weekend that were in Indianapolis. Nope, sorry. Yes, Indianapolis. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. a classic, and the main event of the Open was Pioneer mm-hmm. as well. Uh, let's kick it over, and let's start with the the main event. Let's kick it over to the Open here. Uh, one by one, Peter Ingram in a stirring Demir and Werner Mirror match with one Ben Weinberg. Uh, one thing I will mm-hmm. say, though, you know, in terms of innovation, uh, Peter's decklist here was definitely set up to take on the mirror match. Right. He knew what he was going to play. Mm-hmm. Like, mainboarding things like Narset, and then a lot of some of these spells in the, the A couple of Mystical board. Disputes, I remember correctly, oh, too. People are main deck in Mystical yeah, Dispute anyway. That card's just good. No, no, not everybody is. That's for sure. Um, so, anyway. So, top two, Demir Inverter. Third place, Sean Moligard. Sorry if I messed your name no up there. Uh, Azorius Control. Julian Henry on Demir Inverter, Chris Iali on Mono White Devotion, Sean Werning on Golgari Agro, seventh place Jameson Purdue on Mono White Devotion, and rounding right at the top eight is Collins Mullen on Demir Inverter. So we have four out of this top eight being Demir Inverter, two Mono White, one Golgari Agro, and one Azorius Control. Somebody break down that Golgari aggro for me. The, the rest of the top eight is honestly like pretty snooze. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to poop on it too I much. Mono white like... is not snooze. Okay, we we'll, we'll come the back. Mono white. We'll I mean, mono white. We'll seen. talk about. We'll talk about Golgari aggro. I just first. wrote an article for mono white. I can't say it's snooze. Fair enough. All right. So... No, I mean the deck's fine. It's just like the rest of the top eight is what we. So seen essentially, already, Golgari you know? aggro. Think about the mono green aggro lists. You know that were playing uh, Love Struck Beast, the Leaf Champion, Galtas, Ronis, uh, Yorvo, stuff like that, right? Sure. It's pl- also playing Rishkars, and the black really comes in the form of just Rotting Regisar in the main deck, and then it's got mm-hmm. some uh, Fatal Pushes and some green, some black spells like Thoughtseize in the sideboard. But it's also oh, playing yeah, Force Collective Company, here. which the the, uh, the mono green aggro decks weren't really playing. Mm-hmm. Try and hit double of your three drops, right? Because yeah, that, you can hit double Regisar. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see more of this. Yeah, hitting Riding Registrar seems sick. This is another um, deck, guys. Obviously, you know, you can check out the top eight uh, lists, but, you know, it's pretty standard mono uh, mono green with Yorvo, Steel Leaf Champion. So basically, we're, we're trying to play a 5-5 five, five on turn two with our, the old, you know, the old, pine, the old Pioneer standard. At least, yeah, from what we were establishing early on, at least. But we've got some hotness again with the uh, Rish cars, the Riding Registors, and some Collective and then, Company. Also, a couple Great Henge. I also, well, I, you know, I, I really like playing Great Henge alongside Collective Company because they mm-hmm. just have to enter the battlefield, so you don't have to cast them. So they're going to enter with the counters. You're going to draw two cards. Well, I feel like that also helps you get your Great Henge cheaper anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It helps yeah. you refill to a, you know make that make that cost five or up to seven less, right? Yeah. Well, the Registor in your play, Henge costs two. it automatically yeah. costs two. turn two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it so? You know, I definitely I, you know, I I like the mono green deck a lot, and if this is this is good enough to give it some oomph, then uh, let it ride, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ricky, why don't you why don't you talk to us about mono white? We we've talked a lot about mono white, but uh, and do any of these deck lists have something that really sticks out to you? Um, I think that the fifth place list is pretty like stock standard. This okay. is what I would be. I'd be running a very similar list. I personally. Um, I was running some ley lines when I was messing around with it, and I was like messing around with uh, 
ally of Zendikar main deck instead of Black Blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was but, when I when I was messing around with Mono White as well. I was on two Gideon of the Trials, two Ally of Zendikar. I think Ally of Zendikar just does a lot. The seventh place list is interesting because it plays Banalish Marshal, mm-hmm. which lets you get like down and dirty with the aggro a little bit more. Yeah, uh, he's playing a lot less breaks, as in only two Baffling and two Stasis Snare. Sure, which is fine. Um, I think that this deck is just really good. I think this deck is a ton of fun. He's also only playing two Owl, which I don't really know about. But yeah, uh, and then uh, you know, cards like Tomic just randomly are good sometimes, especially in like the Lotus matchup. Um, Tomic is like insane. It also flies. Yeah, yeah. It's like amazingly like you would just be amazed how little flyers there are in this format that aren't Glorybringer mm-hmm. and Inverter. How um, good is actually Baffling End? It's fine. What does it not answer? That's fair. Um, Heliod, I just think, is one of those cards that is so incredibly pushed and so needed. I do think it's, like, the best white card I've seen printed in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, probably since a- Ally is Endicar. I don't think I've seen a better white card printed since Ally is Endicar. Archangel Avison? Um, I think this card's better than Archangel Avison. Oh, okay. But Archangel Avison's still pretty good. She's fine. She's not bad, but like Heliod is like it, it's also very much three mana Thassa. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that Archangel Epson's better than Heliod. I'm just saying like to say that he or Allies Endicar was the bet like the only good white card. Yeah, you're right. Archangel Epson was pretty darn good. Uh, she's also technically red. Okay, but, uh... sure. All right. Well, <laughs> I can't play her in my commander deck, but I don't care right now in terms yeah, yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think that. Yeah, Archangel Avacyn's a good argument. I could see that argument. Um, but, like, I have not seen white cards take over, or not, or, you know, be good in standard and or uh, definitely not Pioneer. I will There's say I no do also like getting... Lyra. Lyra was hot. Lyra's good, yeah. I do, I do, well, I will say I do like getting Elspeth Conqueror's death out of the main board. I was enjoying Elspeth Conqueror's death, but, like... I like it, that card. It, no. it always seems to, like not be in an order that I want. Yeah, sure. It's always like, I really want it to, like, tax them first. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, now they're going to play their big guy, but they can't play their big guy because it's going to get eaten mm-hmm. on step two. But uh, I do like the card. I think it's important because it is card advantage. Sure. I mean, I, I just feel like it is better at home in the sideboard. Like, I just feel like there are just some matchups where I just, like, was it pulling its weight a whole lot? Yeah. In the main board? Um, I've been... I don't like 26 lands. How many I like 25. 25? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm on two two Grange, two Ardenvale, and three Nykthos. Okay. That's fair. Um, and I do like the Grange. The Grange is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, Alley of Zendikar is good because it lets you... Uh, it lets you, like, randomly, like, really cheese with that emblem. Okay. Where you can just, like, play Gideon on turn four an emblem yeah and then next turn you can cast heliod play ballista for zero uh grange and activate yes yep um so uh pretty hot little combo there it it doesn't it doesn't come up often but it came up once and i was like this is hot plays like that are where um when i mentioned in my my local that guy was kind of played like a mono green version of heliod combo right yeah that's kind of where he was at because his deck was really just built around just the combo. Like, it was a lot of, like, Community of the Gods like that just to keep digging for the combo cards. Uh, mm-hmm. But one thing he did present, and honestly, this is 
this is kind of like he said the only reason he's playing the deck and if this is the only reason i think you could be playing a better version of the deck right uh, sometimes you do just oops into the turn three combo kill off of turn one land mana dork turn two land three mana heliod turn four turn three you get to tap um land dork to play one counter ballista play radiant fountain to gain two life trigger heliod (laughs) then you have the mana left over to activate heliod and ballista combo that's pretty dirty i haven't run the numbers i don't know his exact numbers on how often that can actually happen but like that was the only reason he was like literally playing the deck i'm pretty sure that's pretty hot yeah it's pretty exciting um, but I do think this deck is sweet. Um, I'm glad to see that it's finally rising up. It's it's definitely definitely te- like dunks on the Lotus Field deck. Sure, but I feel like um, it's, it has a really rough time with Inverter. It's supposed to have a good time with Inverter, uh, but you don't without the Ley Lines. Sure. Uh, like Gideon of the Trials is supposed to like be this big bad like ha you know what do you, what now Inverter. Uh, but they just thought season out of your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the ley lines really help against that because like ley line blanks eight cards in their deck. Yeah. Um, and, and they're only out, playing like one or your, two downfall. It turns out when your combo deck has black in it, that the savior of combo in the form of Thoughtseize also just hurts you when you're yeah. when the combo deck gets to play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do think I do still stick by like if the card if the card to ban is Oracle. Mm-hmm. Um, but now people might not even think that's enough. But no, I everything I've seen called for is you ban dig, and maybe even just or just inverter. Ooh, no, you're one of them now. I'm not one of them. I'm no. fighting for we ban oracle or something like that. Uh, you know, even maybe ban inverter because you know I the argument I've heard is the the worst argument I've heard is that um, ban the namesake card right. And they're like, oh, Ban Inverter the namesake card. When my rebuttal to that is, we could have called the deck to Mirror Oracle. It wouldn't have mattered. Or my mm-hmm. argument is that if the deck is so good, was so brust, busted and broken before without Oracle because everyone says it will still survive without Jace, with just Jace alone, why wasn't this deck taking over the format before Oracle was printed? Inverters are already $6. They're already just tanking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think again I'm I'm not gonna complain about the deck because I said we are done with that. But I will say I think the wrong stance was taken by Wizards of the Coast when they said there is no ban on the horizon. Um, well, there's no ban currently on the calendar, right? Because they were gonna give us a week notice before a ban goes out. Uh, mm-hmm. So essentially, at any point you have two weeks left to play with your inverters. What that means is, to me. I don't think they're they have an eye out, nor do I feel like they care. I feel like if anything, they should have just said we are aware of concerns of the format and we are currently monitoring for its health. I think just the blanket right. nothing is on the calendar sends the wrong message they are trying to make. I I'm not sure there's a ban yet. Maybe you're right. You're probably all right. Um also, uh, the hotness in the inverter list, by the way, it used to be Packrat. Packrat used to be the hotness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ipnu Riverlet is Ipnu the hotness Rivulet, now yes. in Demir mm-hmm. Inverter. Yeah, so you can get your opponent. Yep. <laughs> Got him. Yep. Got him. Uh, um, so, yeah, I, I think that the uh, 
the ban on Dick Through Time is not necessary. A lot of people do, and I don't, I don't blame anybody for it. You know, obviously we're kind of all on the, the way wagon of don't do that. So if you do, you know, hey, great. Um, I, I'm not a fan. I think it's been around for a long time. I, I, and has I will really just say, I don't mean to step on you, Chris, here, but I just want to add real mm-hmm. fast on the, the, the Dig Through Time argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind if you want to say Dig Through Time needs to be banned, but I feel like a lot of the, ar- the arguments that I've heard from people that I've interacted with have just been, like, the wrong arguments to be making to try and enforce their Dig Through Time ban. Yeah, I, I certainly haven't been a fan of them. But again, you know, to, to each their own on that, so... Uh, I definitely think we, you know, I think we're all in favor of, of seeing something happen with it, but you know. But no, the the format's fine and healthy according to Cedric Phillips, and you know, like we I said, I'm not going to complain anymore about the deck list, even though that seven out of the top sixteen was Demir Inverter, or that four of the top eight was Demir Inverter, or that three of the top four is Demir Inverter, That's or right. that the finals we are, are Demir not Inverter. complaining. We're not complaining though, Mm-mm. and this is nope. fine. Everything is this fine. Is great. Bullet Everything Club is, is great. fine. Yep. Uh, because, you know, if we kick over to the classic, oh, guess what? There's no Demir Inverter yeah. uh, until you get to 16th place. Probably because they were all still playing day two in the open. Yeah, they probably all lost pretty early, and that's why they lost their Inverter matchups. I, that's why they so I don't, I don't buy we're that. We're being mean about that. I don't buy we're that. We're being mean about that. I do, but we're being mean. Because, in my opinion, uh, as somebody who has gone to big events and scrubbed day one... I have anybody like, can do it, huh? I said any, anybody can scrub. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like that's what I'm, I'm, saying. I'm then immediately picking up the cards to play mm-hmm. the good deck tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so like anybody who did scrub day one is not going to go like, well, this is the deck I have, so I better play it tomorrow, even though that's I lost not true. Today. That happens all the time, and I have no. Well, idea also, what when you're getting about. these numbers so big as the big inverter, there are only so many inverters the dealers can have, Ricky. Right. That's true. But it's only a five dollar yeah. card, so it's not like it's that that crazy. There are only so stuff. many cards the dealers can have. Okay. I don't think most people are building a brand new deck for the second day of, of a tournament. I'm sure I there have. are some people out there that will do, and I'm sure there are grinders that yeah. have. I'm sure it happens, but to say that like I don't I don't know that it could be accurate to say that most people are, are building whole new decks. I, even a majority of I people are like, even close if to If you scrub out, you either want to play a new format the next day because you're upset with your deck. Sure. Or you play a different deck the next day. But most people it's... I know that have done that are like, I brought a separate deck already. They're not just like, right. I'm going to go buy a whole brand new deck. Or they're like, I can, right. I'm can i going to shore up some matchups and like buy like five to ten cards. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's fair. I just don't think that there's like no inverter in day two, or sorry, in the classic, because it's all in day two. Well, it's a, I... it, you know, there's the 13th place. Is there one? There's one in the 13th place. There you not go. Look at that though. guy. Well, real quick, I want to kind of move on from these events because they're not they're not super exciting. But what what's in the top eight of this? All right, uh, Derek Davis taking it down with Soul Tide Delirium, James Johnston with Mono Black Vampires, James Reed with Banned Spirits, Drake Sasser with Mono Black Aggro, David Knoll with Is It in Soul, Luke Strasser with Mono White Devotion, Daryl Ayers with Mono Black Aggro, and Jacob Morrison with Banned Spirits. Uh, you know, how do you? I've been looking more and more at Soul Tide Delirium, and the more I kind of stare at it. I just feel like the deck isn't great. It just has good pilots behind it. Um, I, I hate this deck just because it's okay. really, really dirtily, in my opinion. Sure. I don't think the deck is bad. I think the deck is good. But, like, I've sat across many a player who just sit with the, like, immense number of options that this deck gives you. There's, yeah. And they totally just agree. sit and do none of them and just think and to count their graveyard. And I'm just like, hey, can you make a decision? 
I'm not at a GP or I would get a judge over here. It like but, uh, it, it, people playing this deck sometimes remind me of like any time you know like when uh, Sifka won with eggs at Pro Tour what is it RTR several years ago right and everyone like just that, went and yeah. picked up their eggs decks and no one knew how to play it. Right. This, yeah. deck, this deck just has so many there are so many ones in this deck that and you really have to know your matchups to know like what is relevant to go get and when. And like and when you're not doing that you just like hope you can cast an Uro. They just play a Jace and they tap it and they draw a card and they sit. And they think. And they're like, I want to discard this land. And I'm like, okay, great. They're like, whoa, wait, wait, pick it back up. This land. <laughs> All right. Great. Show me show me on the chart where the Sultai uh, Uro player touched you. Richie. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, show me where he's like, so they, just, salad. they just turn land sideways and they go, Emrakul. And I'm like, how much does your Emrakul cost? And they're like, um, well, I've got six types so I can play it for five. And I'm like, no. That doesn't add up to that. That's not correct. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go through your types here. I see five types here. Boom. Uh, so it looks like your Emrakul cost eight. You have six lands and your tuna sandwich on the table. And uh, so those don't tap for eight mana. Uh, wait, you're telling me the tuna sandwich doesn't tap for two lands? And then, God, even, and then even worse, they could cast the Emrakul... Because then they look at your cards, and they're just like, hmm. And I'm just like, oh my god, please, just unearth your Oro and kill me. Man, uh, like, <laughs> here's the thing, That's right? Not fun. What I've realized over time is, man, Magic players are pretty smart. Like, there's lawyers and engineers and medical professionals, right? But when these people are like, ah, you're at 15 and you're taking 6, that puts you at seven, 9? I can't do that math either. But I can but admit to not doing that math really fast. What is what is what is happening on this podcast right now? Huh? How, how did we go from like deck talk to <laughs> just like man, some people are dumb. No, 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 <laughs> no. I think that this deck is a very complicated deck. Okay. Gotcha. I don't think I could play it as fast as I would need to. No, to... me neither. Yeah. That's why when I've looked at these deck lists, I'm like, can we just like cut? the traverses and just play some extra like make some cards twos and threes and just, just get by off of Uro. i'm just saying when i it's called just play dredge sure the dredge build instead but uh when i play against this deck at, at an fnm level uh because you know it's a, it does look cool it's a very cool it looking look deck cool. it does it's really cool stuff. powerful things but it just takes a while to figure out what those cool and powerful things are it takes that, a whole arson why, to play it. That's the only reason I don't like the deck. I think the deck is good. Mm -hmm. That was my tangent. Was okay. uh, you know uh, the the problem isn't we need to ban top. We need to ban the players who can't tell me why they're spinning the top. Sure, <laughs> that's fair. Where do we ban them to? We ban them to Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> speak, speaking of bans, uh, uh -huh. since this format is so perfectly fine and yeah. healthy, yep. and nothing right. needs to be banned. Uh, nope. How about we unban some things, right? Uh, I yeah. let's you know. Here's a thought process I had. Since this format is at such a great, healthy power level right now, and nothing is totally mm -hmm. wrong with it, and nothing needs to happen to our new, amazing, gracious overlords, the Mirror Inverter, uh, mm -hmm. let's give it some fun friends to play with, right? On like a similar power yeah. level. So if we're trying to get a similar power level deck that isn't a Mirror Inverter, what card would you unban? The segment didn't look that mean on, on paper, but I think the segment's a lot meaner than I thought it would be. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a lot Ricky? saltier, that's it's for sure. It's all fine. 
I feel like my actual good answer about the ban list and unbanning a card is not welcome at this discussion. <laughs> no, it is welcome. But if I were to unban a card, it would be Oath of Nyssa because it's pointlessly on the ban list. <laughs> I, that's fair. <laughs> all right, all right, that's fair. Uh, Chris, what would you unban from this form from this ban list? Um, I don't know. I, I was. I was thinking about it for a little bit, and I was really trying to decide. I, I was a little surprised because, again, we, we did got a lot of bans pretty quickly. Sure. Um, we got a lot of bans within a week of it being at the top of the Moto uh, standings. We would see a ban. So I'm probably I'm probably wanting to unban Field of the Dead. I, I was thinking Field of the Dead's a pretty good option, actually. In all seriousness, Ricky, uh, you know, yeah. we, we could go back and break down your Oath of Nyssa here in a minute. Um, but uh, I think Field of the Dead would be interesting, right? That's like one of the only decks I can think of that might be able to compete with getting thought seized five times and still having their plan still happen because like their plan is just playing lands. Sure, you know. So that's kind of where I was like, oh, you know. And again, if you beat down, you could beat that deck. That deck definitely dirtled mm-hmm. a, a pretty fair amount. You know. Um, I th- I'm still on the opinion of I am fine with the Teferi ban if we get Felidar Guardian back. Sure. Um, I'm also interested in hey, if Inverter's fine, can I have Smuggler's Copter back, please? That just helps Maybe. them find the inverter faster. Oh, you're right. Dang it. <laughs> it uh, my only thought about the smuggler's copter and why I was... the copter. Oh, you're right. Dang it. Oh, dang. <laughs> my only thought with the smuggler's copter was that, you know, every deck... That was my only reason that I was okay with smuggler's copter. Is like, well, every aggro deck plays sure. it. It has no building requirements. It just goes in every deck. And it's like, in that case, like, why? That's you right. But now... Do, do now we, do we, we need Veil of Summer back to counter all of these Thoughtseize effects? We might... <laughs> we go back to square one. Is the answer? No. We go back to square one and do it all over no. again. No. It was what? Make, the, green, uh, make green great again. The seventh or sixth best cantrip as as chosen by Channel Fireball this week? Something like that. Uh, that card's miserable. That card slaps. No. That card does slap. Hi, right, Ricky. <laughs> why don't you wanna, since, since you thought I was being too mean earlier, why don't you actually break down why Oath of Nyssa can come off? Well, Oath of Nyssa can come... Oh, no, this isn't... Oh, then it can come off because, like, what does it do? Sure. Now, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. I've said Oath of Nyssa yes before, like, a few weeks ago, and you're just like, no, we're it needs to stay. It, it needs to stay on there. <laughs> so what's changed? Oko's gone. Oko's gone. Okay. But I, I've talked about unbanning Oath of Nyssa New week, new Ricky. Huh? I said new week, new Ricky. Exactly. That new also week, happened. All right. Um, so. I'd like to unban Golgari Grave Troll. Okay. In Pioneer. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I have no personal reason to gain off of this on no. of course. No, definitely not. Um, definitely not. Can we get Hogak? Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> what if we gave Ricky actual Splinter Twin? Um, Ugh. I would play it. Yep. What are? How are we winning with Splinter Twin in Pioneer? The loud pleasure noises coming from San Antonio. You would immediately know where Ricky Lynn. <laughs> you would hear him in Minnesota. Um. I, we can win with we can uh, bounding crisis bounding crisis. crisis all right yep. good 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 um also there's another one midnight guard i think is in one of the m somethings yeah hmm. uh whenever a creature comes to play on tap midnight guard yes uh so we can win with both of those creatures we're gonna play four color that's fine you think this will stop me it won't i know case. it won't Ricky. <laughs> I mean, i've accepted I'll play the things it. that we can't change about you uh-huh um, right. Rakdos Charm is in the format, though, to stop Splinter Twin, so I'm just saying. Yeah, hey, well, there we go. Have you ever Rakdos Charm to Splinter Twin player? Yeah. 
I have not. It's really good. It doesn't work on MTGO, because in MTGO they only make one extra Splinter Twin to your life total. Mm-hmm. Um, but in paper they just go, I make 300, and then you go 300. <laughs> yes, 300. Rectos charm you. <laughs> good game. I meant to say 17. Yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, the difference in paper magic is now, let's say you wanted to make 300. As soon as your opponent played the Rectos charm, you could be like, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say 15. And then a judge would come over, and then you could cry, and then the judge would take your side. Yeah, it's true. So there wouldn't be a problem. Uh, they would immediately if I make three, the, the opponent's if I make intent here was to not lose. Sure. Hey, hey, Chris, did you have your phone out? Mm-hmm. I don't. No, what was that story we were talking about with, uh, hey, I just pulled my phone out? Oh, that might have too much identifying information in it for me to actually tell. Fair enough. But, uh, but yeah, we, we've definitely seen Listen. We everybody we, we joke because everybody on this podcast either is a judge or has been a judge. Okay, so let me just clarify that. And we like volunteering your time being an actual judge is like super admirable. They do not reward you enough for it. It definitely is uh, an admirable thing. But the the way the rules are written allow for a, a lot of take backsies that us old grumpy magic players are are not a big fan of especially in competitive RE. I'm also so the worst let's start with judge. that big preface, right? We don't actually hate anybody here. It's just that the rules have changed since we started playing. But, you know, it used to be when you broke the rules, you actually got punished for doing so. Like uh, something might actually happen to you as terrible as I cannot believe I'm saying this, but you might actually receive a game loss. <gasps> I know. I know. Uh, these days, you cannot get game losses. You can only be handed Build-A-Bear Workshop uh, licensed Care Bears and uh, given a, a pat on the back and sold to do better next time. Uh, we would never issue anybody a game Look, loss for the anything. the death of the judge program was when they said players can't bribe us anymore about three years ago. <laughs> that was the worst ever rule change in Magic. No, it was, let- it was you can't bribe... Uh, <laughs> Because the rule as written was you cannot bribe somebody to achieve a match result. Yes. And they, well, they you, changed you could, it you to... Could, you, yeah, you couldn't change... You could exchange anything to get a match result, but you could say, I'll give you $20 to not block. Yeah, it, they changed it to <laughs> you cannot bribe your opponent to take a game action. Nice. <laughs> but, at the same time, nice. but at the same time, though, it, they also added you cannot bribe a judge. Yeah. Because that wasn't against the rules either. Dang it! Years of missed opportunities. Yeah. Look, that's what really pays for my for your GP trips, not the like three hundred dollars yeah. in booster boxes you get from the weekend. Oh no, we're not we're that's not making exactly the Patrick it. Chapin jokes now. I draw the line here. <laughs> All right, pocket fruit. Okay. All right, we can make that joke. Okay. All right, so Pioneer is a healthy, fun format, but uh, if you want to play something other than Demir Inverter, we there are plenty of options like we've talked about, and uh, mm-hmm. hey, some of those options would you say even slap? I don't I know. We're about to find out. Slap. All right, well, let's kick it over to our new form, our new segment here. Does it slap? Hey, intro time. All right. Oh! Thank you, Chris, once again for making that sweet "Does it slap" intro. I'll have to keep having You're you welcome. around to make more in the future when we bring back earning my keep. We, we bring back hot you... takes or introduce some other formats. So... Do you guys think you might be able to let me outside at some point? Uh, well, no, the alley since... is mine. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, the alley is Ricky's. All right, so once again, this week, we're back with another user submission of Hot Takes. Uh, hey, keep, thank keep you. Keep an eye out on Twitter for when I ask out for the ask for the uh, the Hot Takes there. 
I usually put out, I put it out, I think, about like Saturday, Sunday. So usually about a day or two after the episode goes live, I'll put a post out for anyone who wants to make a submission. Or uh, I'll, I'll keep list note of the deck list we haven't used just in case for the future, right? So if you've submitted us the deck list and you haven't, we wasn't selected right, uh, don't worry about resending it. Or if you really want to, you can. I'm not going to gripe or complain. But this week's deck list was from our Twitter follower, Eric Hansen C. So thank you, Eric, for sending this deck list in to us. And thank you. And they sent us a pretty cool deck list. And you know what? I think this is a deck list for Chris. So Chris, why don't you break us down what this deck list is? Oh my gosh. All right. It is right here. We have been submitted, uh, and hopefully this is a completely original, but if not, that's okay. A Grixis in Soul deck. So to break it down for the viewers here, we've got two Hangerback Walker, two Ornithopter, four Walking Ballista, four Bomat Courier, four Ginger Brute, two Hope of Giraper, four Skilled Animator. That's it for creatures. Spells, two Battle at the Bridge. That one, in case you weren't familiar, is the um, Kaladesh card that improvises for X and Black. Target creature gets minus X minus X till the end of the turn, and you gain X life. Two Fatal Push, four Shrapnel Blast, one Metallic Rebuke, four Insult Artifact, and four Tezzeret's Touch. That one for you guys at home who don't know is a three mana artif- uh, sorry three mana enchantment, also from the Kaladesh block. That is one blue and a black. And it says Enchant Artifact. Enchant Artifact is a creature with base power and toughness 5-5 five, five, in addition to its other types. And when Enchanted Artifact is put into a graveyard, return that card to its owner's hand. So basically for an extra black, we're getting a uh, Gravedigger effect on whatever we cast it on. Um, I actually, amazingly, uh, because this was kind of the time where I didn't play as much Magic, I didn't know this card existed. So uh, I'm a I'm a super big fan. Obviously, as, as one of the guys on this podcast, it's probably played some of the most in Soul. Uh, I definitely, I definitely like what we've got I going on. I think you're the here. singular person on this podcast to have played in Soul. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And and I definitely liked what we were what we were doing. So based on what I've told you guys, though, how do you how do you feel about this deck? Do we do we want to start off with uh, slap ratings? We want to start off with changes. What do you guys want to do? Let's let's give it a slap rating first. Then we'll make some changes. Okay. Um, I am gonna give this. Well, first of all, a first of all, solid. Why, well, let's let's, yeah. let's talk about why you're gonna give it the rating as well. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, so it's very fair. So, I'm going to give this rating one. I think that I, I really like the um, the direction this deck is going. I, I do really like taking decks that are kind of mainstream and making them your own in some way. That's one of my favorite parts of Magic. So that way, you know you've got a solid idea. You know you're going to play some games, right? Like at least the idea is you're going to play. You're going to be somewhat competitive, but you've done something to the deck to make it your own. It's a little bit off the beaten path. Nobody gets to call you a dirty net decker. Not that they should anyway. But nobody gets to call you a dirty net decker. And you've got something that feels original. You're excited to play the deck and not just play whatever whatever thing you found online. So for for that and for um, looking kind of deep into the Kaladesh block and finding some cards to throw in this deck, I'm going to give this a solid three Ornithopters out of five. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty on the same there. I definitely agree with that. Uh, that three out of five. I'll give it three out of five. Tezret touch power to toughness. Okay, sounds good. Uh, sounds good. You know, I do. I do. I do like this. Uh, this way where it's going here. I think adding Tezret's touch to help get back like your in soul guy is mm-hmm. pretty sweet actually. Because that's one of the things where the deck can falter is you just lose one of your threats after it becomes a big a big deal, right? Sure. Uh, and I think. We hadn't seen uh, adding adding removal outset isn't burned. I think in like fatal push and stuff like that is also pretty mm-hmm. interesting. 
Um, so yeah, I, I'll agree. I'll go with that. I'll give it a, a three out of five as well. Uh, Ricky, what do you think? So I played a lot of uh, Grixis Improvise in Kaladesh mm-hmm. Standard. Mm-hmm. You know, after th- everything got banned, you know. Of course, right? of course. Um, so like seeing cards like Battle of the Bridge and Tezzeret's Touch again is really fun for me. I like where this deck is going. I think that this deck is going places, uh, probably with five fives. And uh, I would say is it going to Tuna Town? Huh? I would say this is deck is going to Tuna Town. This deck probably I would give it uh, four ginger brutes out of five. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Strongest rating coming from Ricky here. I really like this deck. I think that like the only thing that holds this deck back, in my opinion is the sideboard. If I have to look at this sideboard, I would have to say uh, like probably like uh, three skilled animators out of five. Okay. Oh, but, I feel like the sideboard is less than that. But, I mean, I don't know how much time was put into the sideboard or right. if they were more hey, it has, it has four mystical disputes, and that's already off to a good start. Though. Uh, that's that's a good true. Start we're we're definitely pretty sure. out there. But, All right, so what... Sorry, Ricky, if you still had uh, stuff to no, say. No, that's it. Go All right, move cool. on. So uh, let's talk about, uh, let's take some time here and uh, say we wanted to, to help Eric out here and help him spruce up this deck list. Where, where do we start, gentlemen? Um, if we're going to change uh, Eric's list and, and make it something that is still kind of the most true, right? It's kind of like one of those things like when you do a little bit of a deck doctor, like how much are you wanting to change? Sure. Um, I, I have been inspired to take a look at this deck and kind of have a, a whole different list that just skips red entirely. Okay. And I actually think if you wanted to be more competitive, that's probably what you would do. I don't think the mana is the worst because you do have a lot of cards that tap for all colors if you have um, artifacts in play. Sure. Um, you do have at least have a couple of those uh, as far as Spire of Industry goes. So, I mean, you get ways to get your mana, but um, I'm not sure that playing Bowmetker and Shrapnel Blast are enough when you could be playing... Cards like Thoughtseize. Uh, but again, that may be outside of our, our budget. I mean, who, who really knows? But if a budget, not a factor. I definitely like more Thoughtseize. Um, Ruckman and I both immediately were like, where's our Steel Overseers? Yeah, definitely. If you're going to play Hangerback, Walker, and Walking Ballista, I feel like you just start with, with uh, at least, you know, three to four Steel Overseers. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, you... You may switch the count on Hangerback Walker Walking Ballista. I do think that Hangerback Walker is better in this deck than Walking Ball- yeah, I mean, Ballista is based turn, on my experience. The stopters pretty easily, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially if we play some Steel Overseer mm-hmm. in there. Um, but I mean, if I was to make immediate changes, probably so like my list is probably like more just a, a straight blue black. If you want to be the most competitive, and probably we don't need skill four skill animators. We probably just need a couple. This this deck, I can tell you from experience, does not like playing three cost things a whole lot. Um, obviously, we've trimmed a lot of the threes out um, from from this list, but um, uh, eight eight total is is a lot. So I think you go down to two skilled animators, and again, put in two uh, two to four steel overseers, cut the walking ballistas out, and get rid of Bowmat Courier. Probably just up the Thornicopter count. That's fine. We're also not playing Ghostfire Blade, which we probably could yeah. by cutting out some things. So. That's definitely a very, very good card, and it's not very expensive. I have been a, a big, big fan of that. So I don't think you should replace Tezzeret's Touch, or sorry, replace Ghostfire Blade with Tezzeret's Touch. I think you can still play them in the same deck. Um, I am not a big fan of Battle of the Bridge. If, if so, you, I feel like if you're playing Battle of the Bridge, I feel like uh, maybe you're in a metagame with a lot of like big green dudes or right. um, 
a lot of aggro, right? And there were the, the life matters. So I mm-hmm. I could see a need for Battle of the Bridge, but I if we're going to play it, I maybe want to see it in the sideboard rather than the main board. Sure. If we're going to keep this list true to itself and keep keep the Shrapnel Blast in, we probably don't need to play Ghost Fire Blade. It's good because it goes on all your creatures, but it's not super insane. That being said, it depends on your Ornithopter count. The more Ornithopters you're going to play, the more those types of effects you want to have. Mm. So you definitely like want the 4 Intel Lord effect for... Uh, Tez Touch, uh, two Skilled Animator, and four Ghost Fire Blades. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, immediate changes to this list. Not a big fan of Battle at the Bridge. Um, again, I think we should switch the Walking Ballista and Hangerback Walker count. Give us, if, some, if give us some Steel Overseers. Yeah, exactly. Or give us a couple Steel Overseers somewhere in there. Again, by there, cutting out probably even just two Skilled Animators for a couple uh, Steel Overseers is, is what Honestly, I Honestly, if see. we just cut like two Steel Overseers in the Battle at the Bridge. Or two uh, skill animator and skilled the two battle mm-hmm. the bridge, and then we just fl- mm-hmm. for the four skill overseers and flip our ballista hangerback walker count. I like this deck a lot. Yeah, I, I think this. I think the deck is totally fine. Again, as we said, as it is. But like I said, if we were going to suggest changes, it's probably what what I would do. Uh, and then again, if you have the option, um, consider throwing some thoughts in there one way or another. Sure, so. Ricky. Do you, do I've you got a lot of thoughts here. All right, what, lay lay it down. All right. We cut the ballistas okay. for the okay. extra two hangerbacks and ornithopters. Okay. Sure. We cut the animators mm-hmm. um, for four ghost fire blade. Okay. Um, we cut the two battle of the bridge for two herald of anguish. Oh my god, you are speaking my language. Right. <laughs> Remind me of Herald of Anguish. Herald of Anguish is black, black, and five for a 5-5 five, five flyer with Improvise. Okay. He says at the beginning of our end step, each opponent discards a card, and for two mana, we can sack an artifact to give a creature minus two, minus two. Oh, that one. Okay. Um, it is the boss monster we want instead of Battle of the Bridge. Um, I do think in this build, we were going to cut red. Um I think we can leave Bomat Courier because I think we're still going to play Spire of Industry, so we can still make the red for Bomat okay. Courier. But we're that's greedy, but, but okay. We're cutting Shrapnel Blast out to split back into Fatal Pushes and Metallic Rebukes mm-hmm. because playing Tezzeret's Touch over Skilled Animator means that we can play a better long game. So if we can play a better long game, we should have a long game ender with the Herald of Anguish, which can come down for us, like turn three or turn four, depending on the hand. For sure. Okay. So yeah. instead of trying to play the... And that makes... It, and Ghost Fireblade makes that easier, because obviously tapping it doesn't, right. doesn't really mean a whole lot. So. Like, I mean, going in, like, turn one, like, uh, like land Ornithopter Ghost Fireblade into, like, turn two, like, Ginger Brute Bomat Courier, and then mm-hmm. we're set up for, like, a turn three Herald of Anguish. Mm-hmm. If we played two lands that make can make black at some point. So, um... I, that's my thought. I think Herald of Anguish is the card we want in this deck. I think it's hot. Again, not something you're probably going to play a ton of, and it may be, it may end up being too expensive. But I do think that's a super spicy, spicy pick for this list. You know, it also lets you just like throw your dark skill citadels, like uh, for to remove creatures. It, I think it does a lot. I think it is a big baller beater that also strips our opponent's hand. Like uh, it's what I used to play in the Grixis improvised deck that was just mm-hmm. stupid. Um, I think I think your card's still sweet. I think it still slaps. So th- those are my thoughts on this deck list. All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you again, Eric. If we have nothing else to say, do anyone, anyone? Um, about this deck? Yeah. 
final slap rating, I would still give uh, four four improvises out of five. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I would I would up to a four out of five after some of the changes we've made. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I, again, I think post-changes, obviously, I mean, it's our own. Once we're changing the list the way we want it to, obviously the slap rating goes up. So, yeah. But I like right. this deck. I like this deck a lot. Yeah, I thank you so much for submitting it. We we need we need more of these. We need more of these. They're so much fun to do. Hopefully, they're fun for you guys. Um, so yeah, so, yeah. So uh, keep an eye out every week when I ask for some doesn't slap deck list. If we've picked you, uh, you feel free to submit. So you just don't forget if you have a hot deck list on your mind. Uh, but you you will sort of go out of the really the priority pick. I would say because so we we want to give more people a chance to have their deck talked about here in the segment, right? Uh, but we do mm-hmm. love submissions, and you know, um, they uh, definitely give us some ideas for some other content we got coming out. Chris, uh, do we want to do you want to tease a little bit? I mean, we already teased a little bit in the beginning, but do you want to you want to talk a little bit about what we got coming down the pipeline? Yeah, I mean, after all this time, we finally have we finally have Moto accounts, and uh, they've been set up for a while now, and we've started playing on them. So we're definitely messing around with settings to get those set up and getting a little practice. And the stuff we put out is not going to be total trash garbage. But in addition to having discords and hopefully a Facebook group parked uh, for whatever content or whatever interaction you guys want, um, we have some some YouTube and potentially streaming content coming to you soon. TM, I think we've been saying that before, but. Uh, we, it's a lot easier to do this kind of stuff than it is the outside recording, at least for us right yeah, now. The, so wheel, the wheels, are, the wheels are definitely in motion, and uh, so, so really, once we uh, figure out when we want to go live, you guys will obviously hear and find out about it. Uh, mm-hmm. So keep an, keep ears to the ground. Uh, you know, I think um, safe to say we're pretty close, at least with the, with the YouTube videos, right? That uh, we can probably yes. start those soon. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, I'll get a little trailer video out so you guys know where to go find us there and we can start getting some stuff put out there keep an eye out for the go live on either and or discord or facebook just so we can get some more easy gatherings right so if people don't want to interact on twitter i know yeah in case you guys aren't twitter people you know twitter's you know twitter's definitely twitter right so hey but you know what ever since i had to get on twitter i do love the magic drama uh so yeah speak of twitter ross miriam Uh, liked our post which one um uh the episode post i posted the episode and uh commented that it was like uh high the highest quality um pioneer content ross miriam pending and he (laughs) liked it all right good good there we go uh ross you door's still open uh you can join the real winners of the pioneer podcast oh my god uh anyway i'm so sorry anyway uh, are you apologizing to ross miriam Yes. Okay. Uh, we're also on the hunt. If you guys know any of the higher ups at Olive Garden, we will shill. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we're looking. We're looking for that Olive Garden sponsorship. We want the unlimited breadsticks, soup, salads. We want it all. Yeah. Please go to your local Olive Garden and explain to them that you listen to a Magic the Gathering podcast <laughs> and you would like to talk to their manager. Please do not step up on any counters <laughs> and, and make Reese and yell Pickle Rick. Yeah. That's right. Do not ever do that. I would claim that you're somebody named Rick James. No, don't do that either. <laughs> but we're in all fun here. Uh, the podcast will oh, end no. as soon as we get that Olive Garden sponsorship, because as we all know, Olive Garden is the ancestral home of Pioneer. Then we've peaked. Yep. Then we've peaked. I don't know. Maybe it's time to move on to Applebee's or uh, even the, I think the cheesecake if we get, factory. You like, shut we have your live, mouth. We will have live shows from the Olive Garden. <laughs> 
we're working on some live shows from future tournaments we go to, so that's not out of the yeah. question. Do you think anyone would care at all if we pulled out a laptop and a microphone and set Bro, it in the middle of the table? Those guys' souls are so dead, they would not care. We'd just leave a good tip, and they would just, they, right. they'd probably hold the mic for us. All right. All I mean, right. it depends. Like That's enough shenanigans. The Sunday the crowd is going to turn some heads, but, you know, like the Wednesday at like 1 in the afternoon, I think we're golden. Yeah, <laughs> Probably. Golden. All right. So that's enough fun, Chris says. Hey, but speaking of live events coming up, let's let's do a quick little plug here. I know the month of March is going to be really chock full of events for us. If you are in yes. the driving distance of Texas, I know we have uh, <laughs> the driving Beth, distance of Texas. That's Texas. a good. Which joke. means if you're either in South or North Texas, <laughs> that you can make it. Yeah. If if you live somewhere within five hours of Dallas, this will be good for you. That's right. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff coming up this weekend that we're or not this weekend this month that uh, we're going to be at. So I just want to plug that real fast. Um, on Sunday, March eighth, the weekend after the the day after uh, SCG Regionals for Modern, there's a Pioneer 10K happening in Dallas that uh, we're going to Dallas area Dallas area we're going to try and be mm-hmm. at. Uh, there is a Super IQ in Katy. Texas on Saturday the 14th and then of course a really great cause pioneer or not there's a bunch going on if you guys want to go to I think it's being held in Hearst this year is the Hunter Burton always held in Hearst I think uh, well there was the first year where we were held in the fourth convention center alongside a cheerleader tournament and that was some of the worst looks I've ever That's had true. from any yeah, parents yeah. right yep just for my existence of being in the same room Yep. Um, so anyway, that is. I don't blame them. We're just gonna <laughs> yeah, be honest. I was gonna say it's like fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that of course, Hunter Memorial. For those that don't know, is a great tournament series that's held every year in Memorial for former Texas Magic player Hunter Burton, and it is a fundraiser for suicide awareness. Mm-hmm. And that is of course the weekend of March twenty eighth, and that is a sort of a Friday night social a Saturday main event that's going to be modern, and then Sunday there's going to be a... This, the main event for sa- Saturday, if you aren't playing day two Sunday, is going to be Pioneer. That's a 1K. That's also a PTQ, I believe, as well. Yeah, I'm not actually sure on that. Um, a lot of the details can be found on their website. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very popular tournament, um, especially for people, particularly for people inside of Texas. Yeah. And uh, if you want to do a little traveling, come come on down, because uh, it's, it's a great event. It is well organized. It is well attended. Um. Yeah, can't say enough cool, good things cool about giveaways, it. Cool giveaways, cool people, great cause, right? That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if I'll be there the whole weekend. I'm going to try and for sure be there Sunday, maybe hang around a little bit Saturday. Uh, but I think if out of all those events, that one's definitely going to be the one, the best one to try and catch us at. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For I, I am going to make all efforts to make that uh, that 10k for sure. Because um, on a Sunday, it's a little easier to go. Sure. Through, so. All right. So with that said. Uh, you could find us at Crew3Podcast on Twitter. That's the one run by me. It's sort of our official show. Uh, these boys are also on Twitter. What are you guys at? At also Steve. And I'm at it's underscore Christmas with no T in the Christmas. Perfect. Once again, thank you all for listening. If you like us, please tell your friends. Please share the news. Spread the word. Yeah, we're still growing. We're, we're uh-huh. excited. Yeah, we're, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming out for you guys here in the near future. So keep an eye out for that, and we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.